Good morning. Boy, that was crisp, wasn't it? Good morning. What a great day today. It's Celebration Sunday. And with that in mind, uh, I would like to read Psalm 89, verses 15 and 16. Blessed are they who have learned to praise you, O Lord. They who walk in the light of your presence, they rejoice in your name all day long. They celebrate your awesome goodness. That's what we're doing today, celebrating the goodness of the Lord. And if you're visiting with us today, a special hello, a special greeting to you. We're glad you're here, and as our guest, uh, we want to put something into your hands that will tell you just a little bit more about us. And uh, so to do that, if you'll just get the attention of these men who are making their way in your direction, we'd like you to have this. It will explain who we are and a little bit more about your visit today. I want to draw your attention to the last panel because there's a communication card there, and we'd like you to inform us of how we can serve you better. So if you'll fill that out, put it in the uh, offering this morning. And then also there is a coupon. We want to treat you to a beverage and a pastry. Be our guest. You can use that between the services. So a very special welcome to you. Just a couple of announcements. <clears throat> Next Sunday is Mother's Day. And to all the moms, speaking of our cafe, the drinks and pastries are on us. So I hope you'll take advantage of that and enjoy a pastry and coffee or some beverage for Mother's Day next week. It's going to be a very special day. And speaking of Mother's Day, if you desire next Sunday to dedicate your children as parents, indicate that to us on the communication card in the pew rack in front of you. Put that in the offering. You can do it by circling a D or just writing on there, dedication. We'll get in touch with you and give you the details. Or another option is to call us at the church. The number's available in your bulletin. And if you haven't, please take a look at that bulletin today. It'll give you all the good things that are going on and that you can be a part of as part of the community of grace. Next Thursday is May 5th. This is May Day. It seems like there's something special about that. We'll figure it out together. But what we're doing is special. It happens to be May 1st. This Thursday is the National Day of Prayer. We're going to meet right here from 11.30 to 1. You can come in at any time during that hour and a half. You can come at the beginning. The doors are open. The pastoral staff will be here. We're going to be praying. You can join us at any time. If you have to leave, you can leave at any time. But it's going to be a special time as we pray for our nation together. And that's next Thursday, May 5th, 1130 to 1, right here in the worship center. Well, let's prepare our hearts to worship the Lord. That's why we're here. Psalm 123, verses 1 and 2 says, to you, I lift up my eyes. The one who sits enthroned in heaven, like servants alert to their master's commands, 
like a maiden attending her lady. We are watching and waiting, holding our breath, awaiting your word of mercy to us. It is that word of mercy that we wait upon the Lord as we lift our eyes to him and to heaven this morning. Let's worship him. We've been in a series looking at David's life and how he continues to sing in the midst of the desert. And uh, Psalm 27 has an interesting verse that I think contributes to his ability to do that. David says, One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. In the midst of whatever circumstance, it's the face of the Lord, the very presence of the Lord that he seeks. And I uh, read a story about Fanny Crosby. There's a little bit of her life. She was um, probably one of the greatest hymn writers, certainly the most productive. Um, she lived 1820 to 1915. She wrote Blessed Assurance, To God Be the Glory, uh, and 8,000 hymns in the course of her life. Uh, but when she was six weeks old, she was accidentally blinded by a doctor. And at age eight, she wrote this poem in the midst of that. Oh, what a happy child I am, although I cannot see. I am resolved that in this world, contented, I will be. And she told her mother that if she was given the choice, she would choose to remain blind so that upon death, the first face she would see would be Christ. If you could stand. I call on you, my God, for you will answer me. Turn your ear to me and hear my prayer. Show me the wonders of your great love, you who save by your right hand. I will be vindicated and will see your face. When I awake, I will be satisfied with seeing your likeness.
I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him. To the one who seeks him, it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Strength who rises, we wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord. Our God, you reign forever. Our Lord, our strong deliverer. Welcome someone next to you. Greet them this morning. David sought to see the Lord's face. 
He always was aware of what a great privilege it was that he should even be in the presence of God at all. He was in awe that God would have any interest in man. And he didn't even see as fully as we see what God has done for us in the person of Christ. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I am guilty, ashamed of what I've done, what I've become. These hands are dirty, I dare not lift them up to the Holy One.
morning to all of you. Happy Celebration Sunday. Um, you're going to get to experience um, three people being baptized in this service, and we have three to be baptized in the next service. I'd like to say a little bit of something about baptism before we actually do the baptisms, though. We, we know that Jesus Christ, God himself, came into the world as a boy. He grew in wisdom and stature. When he started his public ministry, he started it with baptism. And obviously baptism doesn't save you because Jesus was the one and only sinless man. And so he didn't need to be baptized, but he was doing something when he was baptized. Um, he was proclaiming something. And, and I'm going to read about his baptism in a moment, and I want you to pick up a couple of things that Jesus says about his baptism. He says, let it be so now it is proper for us. He doesn't say me, he says us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. And God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit were all there. This is very important. I fear sometimes in the modern day church that we look at it as almost like it's just some kind of initiation or something, but it's far more than that. When Jesus was baptized, he was, he, was pro, he was giving his people a way to proclaim that they believe in him, that they believe that he died on the cross, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day, which is why we practice baptism by immersion, death, burial, resurrection. And as each of these, are, each of these people are being baptized, what they are doing is they are proclaiming that they already know the Lord, but that they are going to proclaim. We're thankful, Father, for how you have protected and loved on Monica and Jose and how you're teaching them to trust in you more and how you have worked in the lives of Denise and Alicio and as I see them with their kids up here and just as they're raising them to know you, just a different environment than they were raised in. So, and Father, there's so many of us who could say the same thing. We're thankful, Father, for your faithfulness. We're thankful for your love, which never fails. Father, and it is that love that really does give us great confidence. We're confident that, we, that you'll send the rains when you want them to be sent. We're confident, Father, that you'll put into leadership who you will in this country. You are sovereign. And so whether we have one leaders who are good or bad or somewhere in between, we will not fear because we know what your word says. Jesus is coming back to take us to set up his kingdom. So we will not fear. Give us opportunities this week. It is our prayer that we could share you. We could share your faithful love to others around us. Help us to be sensitive to that and not get caught up in just the non-important things of life. Father, it is with hearts filled with gratitude that we offer these tithes and offerings to you now. We love you. We thank you for loving us. And it's in Jesus Christ's name that we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen. I see shelter, you see hope. I see broken, but you see beautiful. You're helping me to be laid. Oh, 
things that have happened today have been because of Jesus Christ. And everything that we have done celebrates that fact that he's at the center of our lives, of new life. And that has been, in a sense, a preamble, an introduction, a preparation for what is at the center of our gathering, the bread and the cup, which represents the significance and the meaning of what Jesus did on the cross and in the resurrection. For in his very life, that was in a sense punctuated with an exclamation mark. In other words, his life led to something very significant. Not only was it significant, but it led to something very significant. Significant in a way that eclipsed even his words and deeds for what he did with his life had ramifications for all existence, for your life and mine your history and your future. And that was his death and his resurrection. And that's what we remember this morning. Do this in remembrance of me. It is an act of faith. There's no perhaps purer act of faith, expression of faith, than when you take the bread and the cup. And yet, in remembering at this moment what he's done for you, for me, for others, for people in the past and people yet to come unto the Lord. Every life and every moment is touched by the meaning of what we remember when we take the bread and the cup. It's pretty profound stuff. And yet in remembering, in that pure act of faith, 
in that declaration of faith when you take the bread and the cup, when you identify with him in this profound way and you say, this is what matters most to me, you're exhibiting faith that you can exercise each and every day. And that's a beautiful thing. Will you pray with me? Let's prepare in this silence to receive the bread and the cup. Heavenly Father, we praise and thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, both realities for each of us because of the cross and the resurrection. Thank you for such love, such redemption, such an inheritance, such a future such a transformation as we receive this bread and this cup it is in a very real sense a way in which we delight again and remember deepening our appreciation and thanksgiving all that you have done for us in Jesus Christ and it is with that in mind that we take this bread and this cup now, recognizing in it our forgiveness and new relationship with you through Jesus. And it is in his matchless name we pray, and all of God's people said. On the night he was betrayed, he took bread and blessed it. When he had broken it, he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. I cast my mind to Calvary where Jesus bled and died for me. I see his completely worthy, I always feel grateful. 
take and eat. same way after supper the cup also saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood depends but it's on his his worthiness his precious life all of you drink it As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. That's a beautiful thought. Now, if you will, pass the cups toward the center. They will be picked up. I want to remind you as we close that uh, today we have the opportunity to give and give uh, generously to the deacons fund these monies 
are dedicated 100% to helping others, and they do. We've all been in a, a fix or needed a helping hand. And we extend that not only to any of our church family, but to those who are drawn to the Lord because they know that he will help in times of need. And it is in his name and in the generosity and love of the Lord and in the gospel that we extend that help. So if you're able to give, please give generously. Now, I just sense as I'm standing here that Tim is looming over me. So I'm going to turn it over to him. John, you're anything but predictable. We're going to conclude this service today by welcoming some folks into our church by giving them the right hand of fellowship. If you're here and ready to receive the right hand of fellowship, would you come up and, and face the congregation on either side here? As you come up, I will tell you that the right hand of fellowship comes from Galatians chapter 2, verse 9, where it says, James, Peter, and John, those reputed to be pillars, gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship when they recognized the grace given to me. They agreed that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the Jews. I'm going to introduce these folks to you. They have gone through our, our inquirers class. They've been interviewed by a... Um, uh, elder or a leader in our church, and they are now ready to receive the right hand of fellowship and officially be welcomed into our um, family. As I introduce them, Pastor John will extend the right hand of fellowship to you. I'll ask you to hold your applause, and we will uh, welcome them all as a group once you've met them all, and then I'll pray for us. This is Rachel Weaver, Steve and Joanne Farnsworth. David and Amanda Borg. And Chuck and Tracy Sheldon. Would you welcome them? Why don't you stand? I will pray for us, and our benediction will be that you have the opportunity to come up Start down on this side and go this direction, and you can welcome these folks into the church. I remember the day that my wife and I joined the church and remember people coming up and shaking our hands and how important that was. So please take time to do that. Let's pray together. Father, we are thankful for this day, and it's exciting to us, Lord, to see the way that you work in people's lives and to think about the way you work in our lives, Lord. We celebrate you today. We celebrate what you've done for us. For it is only through you that we could be saved from our sins, and we're grateful for that. Lord, please bless these folks that are joining this family here at Grace Community Church this morning. Use them for your glory. Use them to spread your kingdom, and use us as well, Lord. Thank you so much for this beautiful day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.